Two of us will be cracking, so when you're yeah, someone, someone premature. Oh, 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 premature cracks. Oh, whoa, premature hey, oh. crackulation. Oh, yeah. That got all over my I'm also pouring first. Who splooged where? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. They filled these cans right to the frickin' brim, eh? Yep. That's what they, that's what they do in Czechoslovakia. Check, check. <laughs> Is it Chechia now? It's Chechia now. now, yes. I need a wipe. <laughs> I need clean up in aisle one. Clean up in aisle one. Oh, frickin' Dingle got all squirty. Who are you? The old Dingle nuts here. Dingle nuts. Squirting beer everywhere. Uh, dingle bear. Beer. Well, welcome back, folks. It's been Hello. a little bit of a break here. We, we here. Life got in the way of things. As Lil Boosie used to say. Who the f Who's Lil Boosie? What? You guys have never heard of Lil Boosie? No. Free Boosie. How is the whitest of us know who a Lil Boosie <laughs> of us? What's Lil Boosie? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, do I need to play a song on the podcast? Kinda, now. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna give you four seconds well, to come up with something. You're not gonna... You need to set up Siri so you can be like, hey Siri, play Lil Boosie. Yeah. Boosie. Bo uh, sorry, he now goes by Boosie Badass with two, <laughs> with two Zs. Oh, I was gonna say, are the S's dollar signs? Uh, no, there's Z's. Or. Oh, I know this person. Yeah, Boosie Badass. You're welcome, everyone if, who listens. Okay. If you. Yeah, I. Just I make it under 30 seconds for copyright reasons. Wipe me down. Wipe, wipe me down? Wipe me down. Wipe me down here. I'll that see. is what an interesting segue to some of the stuff we have to talk about. Wipe me down. Alright, yeah, that's I, I also just skipped 45 seconds and he's still saying the oh, same what thing. Right? Mm. Uh, it sounds right, like really well. solid music. <clears throat> Anyways. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to. <laughs> welcome back to the White Busey Pot. What is it? Gary Busey's dad? <laughs> Gary Busey. No, it is Busey Badass. Busey Badass. Busey Badass. Free, like, free uh, Busey. It could be Gary Busey. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's could his be. alter ego. Could be. Could be. <laughs> that would make me, that would make me like it way more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that would make it substantially better. Well, okay. We well, what are we off, drinking off track first? here? Yeah. Uh, we are <laughs> drinking. Just started and we're we two already. minutes in, <laughs> and we're completely off the rails. Parallel Forty Nine, a brewery we have yet to feature. Correct. Uh, Czech Dark Lager. Correct. Check it, check it, dog. Uh, for those of us keeping check count, yourself before you wreck yourself. Not an IPA, so you're welcome. Yep. For those of you guys that don't like IPAs and. Well, sorry to the rest of us. Yeah. Um, so I ran into our dear friend oh, Nick Jansen and Angus sorry, from Nick Jansen, Kyle Jansen. Yeah, that sounds about right. Kyle Jansen. Who is Nick Holy Jansen? Shit. No. Yeah, he's not, not someone we're, I know. We are having a rough go with this today, and uh, so ran into Full Kyle. Full of donair. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a bit of a food coma, and Angus from Farm Country. Hello, Angus. And they both. Highly recommended this beer because I said, "Hey, I need something that's not an IPA," and they just happened to be there at the same time. So Angus said, "Check dark lager, quite nice." Check it out. We all like a good dark lager, so here we are. Yeah. There's not a whole lot written about it. There's almost nothing. There's actually. literally nothing. Yes. Other than what beer it is and where it's from. Precisely. So we'll take a couple sips here and let you know. Parallel my, forty-nine. My snifferoo is not getting a ton right now. Snifferini. Check dark lager. Are you I looking this nice. up on the interwebs? Yep. Mm. I also spelt check C A 
Z E C C H, and that's not that's correct. That's not right. I'm uh, sorry. Nick, have you have you had a sip yet? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm caught off guard by his spelling of check. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Oh Let me have another one though. Four point six ABV. Uh, something at the this end. is from Untapped, not a sponsor, but also sponsor us Untapped. I don't. Yeah, I mean, an authentic dark colored Czech lager, light yet rich malt flavor of bread, toffee, and caramel with a hint of roast, floral and spicy hop aroma, and flavor from Saz. Medium bitterness and a fairly dry finish. Easy drinking with interesting malt and hot flavor. Do you agree with all of those things? I, I do. I don't get a ton of toffee. No, But no, no. there is a... I get the bread. Finish. There's definitely bread, like a crusty... It's kind bread. of an acrid character to it, like almost like burnt. That might be the, like over-roasted beans. Like, could that be... Yeah, that could be... I didn't, I didn't go the Nick Jansen, or the Kyle Jansen way. Fucking Nick Jansen. Who's there? Nick Jansen? <laughs> Slightly metallic. Oh, cool, yeah. So, uh, fun fact about beers. If you ever look at the bottom of the cans uh, for the vast majority of breweries that are doing wholesale programs, uh, they will have uh, canning dates on them. So, uh, pro tip, look at the bottom of cans. Get something that's uh, three months or less. Uh, unfortunately, there are breweries out there that use uh, canning dating systems that are uh, easy to read for people in the industry, but... People that are just consuming beer don't have a clue what it means, and people do that purposely. And it says A27315, or 1252. Which means? I, I don't know, because I don't know that system. Because what does I don't blue mean? What does a blue dot mean? Mm, that also means That one's nothing. got disease in it. Yes. Ah. Uh, either way, I have no idea how old this beer is. That could be the... Like, the, the Weird finale that I I'm getting like to it, but past I'm not. Three months. It's possible. It doesn't ruin the beer by any means at all. It just there's definitely yeah, it's, just, um, it's a little astringent in the finish, off taste at the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna drink a little bit more of it yeah, before right. I make an assessment. Maybe I'll I'll get used to it. Yeah, maybe that's all we need. Yeah, it's true. Uh, as we continue on here and drink a bit more of this Czech dark lager, uh, Czech Czech spelled however Adam spelled it. <laughs> Nick, C A Z E C C H. C A Z. Boy, howdy. <laughs> some beer news for us. Uh, okay. Get us back on track. Yes. Uh, first piece of beer news, one that we don't really need to talk on too much, uh, but I found was interesting. Uh, has decent implications in terms of uh, how the uh, North American beer market is trending. Uh, AV InBev, Anheuser Busch. Um, is making cuts, uh, cuts to their regional craft brands and shifting back focus on their national brands. Not that they ever necessarily took things away from it, but obviously when uh, you take the route that they did and you try to buy up hundreds of craft breweries and be shadow brands and take more of the market share back that way, uh, this is a, a pretty stark contrast from that move that they were doing five to ten mm -hmm. years ago. And it shows that you just can't have a brewery and it will be successful. You actually have to, you know, commit to it. You have and, to be invested. And people also care about having that craft seal on the label. Like, obviously, in, in Canada, we have the Independent Craft Breweries label. And it is a, uh, as Adam's glass shows, uh, a hop coming out of an emblem. Uh, and in the States, it is an upside-down uh, bomber bottle. Uh, people do care about seeing that. So... 
Hmm. Unfortunately for AB and Bev, it did not work out. And fortunately for us craft brands out there, uh, it also didn't work out for them. Uh, that being said, not much else to say on that. Uh, something that I thought was pretty funny. Uh, I follow a Instagram account called Vine Pear. <laughs> Uh, I shared this with you guys. It is mostly focused on on wine, but they do go into spirits and beer every once in a while. And they had the uh, 10 worst beers in the world, according to Beer Advocate. And Beer Advocate, for those of you who don't know, are is like the old school untapped. It's basically untapped prior to phones and apps and all that jazz. And people still hmm. widely use it. I thought this was the 10 <clears throat> best beers of all time, and I thought it was a like a joke. I misread this post. (laughs) You did. I mean, it's still funny, but... It makes a lot more sense now. uh, So, number 10. The 10th worst beer. Oh, that's your leg and not the table. That is my knee. (laughs) playing It's like, why is my table moving? Uh, Anyways, uh, number 10. uh, Bush Ice. What is Bush Ice? I've never had Bush Ice. I didn't even know that existed. Is it just like a lighter bush? I'm going to guess it's not good. Uh, <laughs> well, it's the ten worst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number nine, Bud Light. Well, yeah. Shocker. Makes sense. Uh, number eight, Milwaukee Best Light. So that's an offshoot brand of Milwaukee. Uh, old Milwaukee, or as I affectionately refer to it as, old mud. Uh, <laughs> number seven, uh, okay. Miller sixty four. Uh, number six, I know I've told you guys about this before. I thought it was a fever dream. There was a, where, where I went to college in the upper peninsula of Michigan, there was a 30 pack of beer that was labeled beer 30 in a purple package that would sell for like eight bucks for a 30 rack of beer. And it was the worst beer I've ever had in my life. Like bar none, terrible dog piss. I did drink 30 of them at a time though. Uh, <laughs> number six, beer thirty. This reaffirmed that that was not a fever dream. It actually existed. Uh, number five, uh, also a favorite of mine in co- my college days, Natty Ice, natural ice. Natty Ice. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever had Natty Ice. Have you guys had any of these brands? Uh, no, Bud Light. Uh, Bud Light. Well, yeah, Bud Light, but but I've had one and. Four. Okay. Well, number four is Keystone Light. No. So I've had no. Keystone. I've had Keystone. It's not good. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> it is not. Uh, number three. This is a brand I've never heard of. Uh, Sharps. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Sharps from Miller. Never heard never of heard it. Never heard of it. Mm. Uh, number two, Natural Light. Or Natty, <laughs> Natty Light. Uh, and so there's number... Natty Ice and Natty Light? Yes. So Mat- Natty doesn't make very good beers. No, they don't. Okay. Uh, and then number one, uh, the King of Beers. The King of Beers. The King of Beers. Uh, Budweiser the... Select 55 Calories Ugh. is the worst beer, according to Beer Advocate. I feel like we need to find that. Budweiser. You're going to the States in a month. Go find at least one. Well, I'm of these bringing beers. stuff back, but I'm not going to bring this. Oh, who farted, baby? I'm going to bring back, some, I'm gonna bring back no. something that's going to be equally <laughs> as absolutely terrible. That was uh, perfectly played by me. I said, who farted? Brewing. 
didn't say the brewing part, but I just said who farted, and he said, who do you think? And no, well, yeah, so it's almost like we happen upon these things. Anyways, yeah, ten worst beers in there the world. Go. There you have it, people. Go drink them. No, I don't. I want to know what the ten best beers are in the world. No, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. You can um, also just go on Beer Advocate, and it would probably tell you what they ranked. To touch a little bit on those beers. Uh, I had an O'Doul's for the first time. Not a, not a full can. I had a sip because I was curious. Yeah. And if you gave me O'Doul's and a Molson Canadian, I almost don't think I could tell you the difference. Hmm. Every time I hear O'Doul's, I think of... Uh, O'Doul rules? O'Doyle rules. From Always Sunny in Philadelphia? From... Uh, no, well, not O'Doul's. From O'Doyle rules from Billy Madison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I go to Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, well... Here we are. All right. Well, moving on to actually more important news: uh, farm country. Do you, can we before <laughs> we do that? I do have the top ten beers as according to that's beer that's the news actually. In Just the farm world. country. <laughs> Which part of the news? Anyways, uh, no, go, no. News. Shoot. Uh, go ahead. Uh, these are the top ten best beers in the world according to Beer Advocate. Beer Advocate. Uh, number ten. King J J J Julius. King Julius. There's three J's. Yes. So there's there's the. That's Treehouse. There's the King J J J Julius from Treehouse, the Triple New England IPA. Yeah. That's, that's number ten. That's like thickums. That stuff the, is like juice. The King Julius, a normal IPA is number nine. So King Julius is on there yeah. twice so already. So you can is start it an extra can start... extra IPA per J. That's at eight point two. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, actually, it is. <laughs> Clever branding, I guess. Uh, number eight is Morning Delight from Toppling Goliath Brewing. Okay. An American Imperial the Stout. Decora, Iowa. It doesn't say. Well, let's see if Nick has some stupid knowledge up in his head that he shouldn't have. So, for all of you guys listening, it's in Nick Decora, was literally Iowa. not yes. looking at Holy anything fuck. when throwing these questions yeah. out. I just he is know basically um, Rain Man for beer. <laughs> uh, number seven is actually a beer uh, from somewhere or from a brewery that we've had on this podcast, and that is the <laughs> Blessed American Imperial Stout from Anchorage Brewing yep. Company. Uh, number six is Heady Topper from The Alchemist. Yep. Uh, it's an Imperial That's, IPA. That is the OG Hazy IPA. That's actually the beer that started New England IPA style. Man, I want to try all of these. So they well, yeah. Make some great uh, number five is the Hunapu's <laughs> Imperial Stout, sorry, double what? barrel aged from Cigar City Brewing. Oh, that's in uh, Florida. Um, also, all of the top it's ten Tallahassee? beers, uh, nine of the top ten beers on this list are American Imperial Stouts. By the way, mm. uh, number four. Abraxas barrel aged American Imperial Stout from Perennial Artisan oh, Ales. Fire. Here's the thing fire with these perennial. lists is like they're very. This is this is hype boy driven. Yeah, hype, hype boy, boy driven, driven, but also just like dependent on like your your taste because like if you it's don't also, like it, these are beer share stout. kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, number three from Three Floyd's Brewing, which I've always wanted to try. Munster, Indiana. Yeah, um, Marshmallow Hand G. Russian Imperial Stout. Okay. That's a 15% big boy there. Is that a hand G or a hand J? It's literally spelled H-A-N-D-J-E-E. Hand G. Hmm. Hand J. Hand J. 
the top two are from uh, both from Toppling Goliath Brewing also, and one is the Vanilla Bean Assassin, American Imperial Stout Number One, Kentucky. 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 Good old Kentucky. On today's podcast, we have a Nick Jansen from Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Kentucky Brunch Brand Stout. Yep. All right. I think this list is bogus. Uh, yeah. There's a beer on here from Goose Island. No, nope, Goose I Island. Disagree. Goose Island was once uh, independent. Uh, and they also uh, Chicago have an imperial stout, which the name escapes me at this moment. Is that it the is, Bourbon Country brand coffee yes. stout? Yeah, everyone that's goes number, shit over that's that. That's number seventeen. That's right up my alley. That does sound delish. I I'm curious about this Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. That sounds kind of cool. They have another one called uh, King Sue and Pseudo Sue that are both like really high. What also areas. interests me is this place called Side Project Brewing has a saison in the top twenty. Yep. Anyway, it's almost like places can brew saisons and it's successful. Hey, look at another Julius. What is this Julius beer? Are they? Is it just like the best beer ever? It makes me think of King Julian from Madagascar, and I want to try it. <laughs> Yep. I like to move it, move it. Duck, duck, goes Who likes to move it. move it? All right, shall we move we on We should to start a local. new game on this podcast where we name a random brewery and Nick has to tell us which city that brewery is in. Yeah. Or a beer from them. I, I don't always know the city, but I do know some beers from most of the places. So. It's fun. I have a quiz for you guys. Oh, no, that's not the right podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two, I have a quiz for you There's guys. a podcast coming up at some point with a quiz. <laughs> Prepare thine. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's the farm country news? Yes. Farm country. Uh, farm country. They're in Langley. Farm country. They're down the road from uh, us right they now. They had what is, in my humble opinion, the best uh, event in the beer industry, and it was their Women's Day event. Yes. Uh, on Wednesday, the eighth of March. Correct. Um, every brewery in Langley participated. Yep. Uh, Fraser Valley Cider and also the Barley Merchant did a collab with. Uh, farm country as well. So, oh, they participated. They that, they were in on that one. Yeah, cow cowgirls yeah. get the blues. I believe was the name of it. Yeah, something uh, like that. Cow Blueberry girls. gin fizz saison. Yeah, yeah. correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, arguably the second best beer at this <laughs> event. There were three. Clear winners Stand for me. I think the three of us agree on which the three. I think best it was were. Five Roads. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think so. it was Trading Post, and I think it was Ooh, Farm Country. Two of us have the right answers, and one of us is wrong. Who was your third? Uh, probably Brookswood. So my, I didn't mind Brookswood, but it was a Gosa that didn't taste anything like a Gosa. So without knowing that it was a Gosa, I would have never guessed that it was a Gosa. Because hmm. I even, I was like, what kind of beer is this? And I asked Liv and I asked a couple of people and nobody really answered until they gave me the menu. Yeah, trading posts I found it, like abnormally better. Extremely, mm. extremely better. I didn't mind it at all. I, I, I thought it was a, a good IPA. It didn't, like, it wasn't like blow my socks off by any means, but it was a really Wasn't it a, good it a IPA. session IPA? I don't think so. I think it was just an IPA. Unless no. it was a session, but. Um, I could be wrong there. I didn't. I didn't look at the menu. That one was good. Ours and Farm Countries, and when I say ours, I'm referring to Five Roads. Um, both were very good. <coughs> both very different. Yeah. Very different. 
I did really like Brom Country as a Saison lover. It was the only beer I had that whole day where I got a pint, pint of, of it, it afterwards. What one is that? The the blueberry Saison from Farm Country. Farm no, Country. the only one I had a pint of after was uh, Five Roads. Hmm. Yeah, it was, they were good beers. Definitely some hits. Definitely some misses. Yeah. I had yeah. one that tasted like Buckley's. I'm not going to say which one because I <laughs> like them a lot, but there was one I gave negative one yeasties to. Oh, well, I know my my least favorite was different, and I will say it because I don't really care if they like my opinion or not. The Dead Frog one was terrible. Okay, so we're in the same boat. Yeah. It, yeah, it, was, it tasted like chemicals. It was, it was Buckley's. Like, it, it, it was labeled as it what? A pineapple pilsner? Yep. Which it I think they did, just, it didn't taste like pineapple. I think they just took their pilsner they make and, and probably just dosed in some. Con- oh, I don't even think it was fruit. I think it was concentrate or essence or something of the sort. Either way, it just wasn't good. You know what? Whatever. You have hits. You have misses. That was a miss. Shout out to Farm Country, Five Roads. Shout out to all the and, women. That yeah. Really the really most important part is that the event was. It was a success. Absolutely. Packed. Yeah, I showed up at five thirty because I worked that day, and it was absolutely fucking packed. So my plan that day was to know anyone. You'd be waiting an hour to get. Yes, I am lucky enough that I worked in Langley for four and a half years. years, That like people know me, so I could like I could just sneak in the back. But so I I literally anyone else, I was not getting in for like. I got there right at five o'clock because I was gonna try and get in there, sneak one flight in, get the ones that I wanted to try and like bounce because I had other things to do. I ended up waiting half an hour to even get in, and that was with Claire being like, hey, like, industry, I'm like, yeah, she's like, we're over capacity, and I'm like, cool, I've, I'm not gonna, like, be a dick about anything, like, yeah. I'm gonna wait like everyone else, like, I'm yeah. not, like, it is what it is. Um, well, so they I waited. Were, they were at capacity. Yes, they were at capacity. <laughs> yes. Um, so eventually, like, it, it, Brooke and Tiana left, and a couple other people left, and then I was told to go back in there, but I got to witness... So, I don't know if they listen. Honestly, don't care. Oh boy. Oh, if this is a uh, former so, yeah former employer yeah. Um, your replacement actually decided that he was gonna big time everyone, and he told his buddy to wait for him. Goes outside for a smoke, comes back in, and tells Claire that she needs to go talk to someone. So Claire obviously leaves her station, and he grabs his buddy and brings him in, and I'm like. Why are you so much more important than everyone else that, like, you're just going to sneak people in? Like, who are you? No, it was James. My, my, the person that followed me as the uh, manager of the front house at my Mm. former, former, former employer. It was two employers ago. Yeah. Nick's been fired a lot. Yep. Every (laughs) single place I've ever worked at has fired me and actually throat punched me as I walked out the door. Sounds about right. Oddly enough, I was there for every one of the throat punches. Adolfo, um, anyways, Adolfo that, follows me everywhere. Yeah. It's the moral of the story. I've yet to go out, go to Yellow Dog because that's far. <laughs> um, I mean, yes. That annoyed it's me. Hard drive for four hours a week. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that annoyed me, but what else is new? That shouldn't annoys me anyways. Yeah. Um, Par for the course for them. But a great event. It was busy. I don't think I've ever not seen this event at capacity. Yeah. Like yeah, they do a great. fantastic job of advertising. Getting buy-in from the breweries. The only thing I think I would like to see going forward maybe is getting more breweries involved. 
Yeah. But I, I also, mean, I may, it's kind of nice that it is just a Langley thing. I do like seeing it restricted to Langley. Langley. Yeah. I like, and this, is, of, this is coming from someone who brews at, at a brewery Polka? outside of Langley. Langley. Um, I do I think do, it's nice to see. live here, you're close enough. Yeah, I know, but I still see do Langley like seeing get their it shine. restricted. Uh, restricted to Langley. Yeah. I think it's good to see, good to see that. Uh, I will say, I wish, uh, once again, like, I'm not going to name the brewery here, but, um... I do want to go on record and say naming your beer uh, PMS for a Women's Day event is is tone deaf. Yeah, sure is. Like, well, that's why Katie didn't you, fuck with it, right? Like, if Katie you, was like, nah. Yeah. So kudos to Farm Country for calling it a passion fruit mango tart ale because that's the appropriate thing to do. I mean, the appropriate thing to do is at, like actually let your women on Maybe, staff yeah. actually name it and actually come up with a beer idea and not monopolize it and then make a joke about menstruation on women's day which is like wildly tone deaf like get fucked yep yeah fucked. all right well positives though fantastic <laughs> event glad there's money going towards women in the industry yep so i maintain that pink boot should come home to five roads but i don't think it is yeah apparently we yeah. came in second rigged katie i know you're listening <laughs> to this <laughs> uh, I wish I had nicer news to move on to for my final piece of beer news, but I don't. Yeah. Uh, but we have to talk about it. Going on to other people in this industry that S- are... Speaking are, of people that can get fucked. Yeah, that are tone deaf and should straight up not be in this industry. Um, Fadwa Buzian, uh, and I made sure to find out the pronunciation for her last name, so I... Did it justice there because I have I have note that she gave us permission to talk about. Yes, uh, I did reach out to her. She did give us permission to talk about this on the podcast. Uh, I just want to make sure I wasn't going to cause any sort of undue legal stresses in her uh, court case against Backcountry Brewing, who she was employed with uh, for about uh, I believe fifteen months is what she said in one of the prior pod uh, podcasts. So if anyone is uh, looking to get more of the information from her which i would highly recommend uh the podcast is called east van beer wife uh and it is from january 21st 2021 and this was months after this incident had happened essentially one of the owners used uh really aggressive language uh she's a a black woman in this industry uh, had been in the industry for 10 plus years. Uh, she came from Quebec, uh, which is where most of her experience is from. And he uh, talked about black people's hair, black people culture, and then used racial slurs. And uh, she brought this up to ownership. Ownership brushed it under the rug. Uh, nothing ever came of it. Uh, and essentially she was more or less bullied out of her position as a server at Backcountry. This owner, uh, that took place in saying all these things and creating a toxic work environment was more or less, uh, from what I gathered on the, uh, the podcast episode that she was on in uh, January 21st, 2021, uh, East Van Beer Wife, um, titled I Am Not Collateral Damage. He's still there. He's still heavily involved in this brewery. Nothing has happened to him. Uh, there's been no sensitivity training. There's been no hiring of a third party. Uh, so uh, kind of drawing a parallel here, uh, all puns intended, 
Uh, Parallel 49 Brewing also had a similar situation. It wasn't racially charged, but it was uh, very sexist, very toxic environment that they went through, and they ended up hiring a third party to sort this uh, sort of issue out. Uh, so while it is bad to see, terrible to see these kinds of things happen in this industry, Parallel 49 at least did the right thing, whereas Backcountry Brewing seems to think that they are uh, above, it. above it. That's that's a message I get because they've yeah. never released any sort of message. They've never released any sort of transparency on this. Uh, they've more or less just hoped that they can bully this individual, Fadwa, into being silent and taking racial abuse and just moving on from this industry. And quite frankly, like that should not be tolerated. And companies like this, they, they don't deserve to be in this industry. Uh, I know we say a lot that this industry is supposed to be inclusive. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, for better or for worse. But this kind of stuff is just should not be tolerated. So if you're thinking about going out and buying one of those stupid cans with one of the labels that references movies that you know people may have seen or may not have seen or the same old regurgitated dad jokes don't because they don't deserve money period point blank um just a quick note i believe fadwa has a gofundme to help with her legal fees as she it's it's going to go over i think she said 20 grand yeah um we'll probably and by probably we will post a link to it on our instagram yep um and it'll be in the show notes in the shout podcast out to too. uh if if you can if you feel like this is something that you can back like any little amount helps um mm-hmm. this is bullshit like you can't have this in the industry like you can't treat people this way it's 2023 like People need to be held accountable for their actions, and if at all ownership can do is fire this person and replace them, like that's that's what should be done. Yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty pretty set in stone. I don't think there's really any which way around it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in my personal opinion, and obviously I don't want to speak for you two or for anyone else out there, because everyone handles these types of situations differently, obviously. Uh, I don't think there's a repairing of reputation for backcountry at this point. No. I think you need to finally be forced to do the right thing. Get this person out of your company. Uh, Give Fadwa the closure that she deserves. And attempt to move on and get better. By, By attempt, I mean move on and get better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any way for them to, like, really fix it, so to speak. Yeah. You have to address it. Like, you have to address it. And then do everything you can to kind of get into a better position in terms of having more outreach. Doing something towards helping... I don't know, anti-racist mo- movements or like whatever the case may be, doing your part in creating an inclusive environment. Like those are the steps that you've got to take to start kind of getting into everyone's good graces. I, I also don't mm-hmm. think that they can do this internally at this point because there is no trust with that brand. This needs to be done through a third party. There's no trust in that brand. Yeah. 
No, if because you this is... allow an owner to racially abuse an employee of yours and then run them out of a position after they try to bring that up, and then you try to sweep it under the rug for years. Yeah, years because yeah, this like, isn't the first incident. Yeah. Like that that wasn't like just happening in January of 2021. This was happening before. That was yeah. like months before. And, and this I believe isn't in the only person. This yeah, I believe yeah. In, in her interview she says she saw it happen to someone else. Yes. So she didn't name them, rightly so. Not our story to tell, not her story to tell. Everyone will handle those things in whatever they way, uh, way they seem fit. Uh, but Fadwa has been very open about this, and we do appreciate her allowing us to talk on this subject and hopefully bring to light what backcountry brewing has done to a couple more ears out there that may have not noticed it so far. Yeah. Um, I know that through sharing... Uh, Fod was me and talking to a few people. It's been uh, it's been eye opening for a few people. Yeah, I, w- I won't buy their product anymore. No, I don't support a brand like that. No, you can't. We won't support them on this show either. I don't I don't care how good your your hazy IPA is. I don't care how good your pilsner is. There and this is this is coming from someone who chose to pursue brewing beer as a career and is very passionate about it but there are things that are much 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 bigger than beer and this is one of those by far like it doesn't matter about your beer i don't give a fuck about your brand i don't give a fuck about your beer do the right thing if you find yourself in squamish and you're looking for a brewery go to a-frame go to a-frame go to a-frame yeah go go to house sounds go to literally anyone but backcountry yep go out of your way and go to whistler go to pemberton anywhere a th- the thing there is, a brand are. like this, a brand like Backcountry, will not give a shit if the three of us stop drinking. But if multiple no. people start making a stink and stop buying, they might take notice. It's still, it's kind of pathetic though that it should come to that that people have to be this vocal for a brand, they're for a company, for a company think to think that they're gonna have to address this. It's the arrogance. Anyone who thinks that they can just sweep something like this under the rug and be like. Here's our funny labels and names, and you're yeah. just gonna buy our beers. They Here's a Simpsons reference. Forget we're yeah. racist. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, to encapsulate my opinion, fuck backcountry. Twice, <laughs> three times. Yeah, thrice. Yeah, good. Third time's the charm, hopefully. Shall we move on to less shit news? Yes. Or not even news, just topics. Yeah. 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 Fuck backcountry. Let's back transition. Country. There, there is no smooth transition from that. that no. There is um, no way that you can come back from that. And uh, Canadian women's national team? Shit, so sure. we go from one shitty thing to another one. You don't uh, want to talk about Man U? Cause that no, I don't want to talk about that. I think Let's, we need to. I, we it's will news. at some point. Uh, <laughs> Just another a plight of oh, women in sorry. industries that we care about. Uh, the Canadian women's national team. Uh, is currently going through excuse me um, issues with Canada soccer and trying to get uh, equal pay or equitable pay rather and uh, if I was if I'm not incorrect it was at Canada's Supreme Court recently and they were speaking about instances that they were dealing with uh, the president of Canada soccer Christine Sinclair whose name is almost as synonymous with sports in Canada as anyone else I can think of. Yep. Uh, 
had a quote and give me one second to find this quote it. was infuriating i know what quote you're referring to and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. ridiculous that the president of a federation former president former yeah. president good thank god um yeah as nick nick bontis nick bontis yeah. yeah would make such a fucking asinine comment yeah. to the face of canada soccer i mean even and i'm not period. talking about well, to anyone well, yeah, period, period. Like, this is the but most to unprofessional the face thing of canada soccer yeah to the face of your federation and i'm not just talking women because when you think canada soccer you don't think of a men's player no no it's christine sinclair yeah and, and, and rightly so yes. her legacy is undeniable in this sport she's done more for canada soccer than i think anyone else in their time of soccer yeah for canada so the, the quote uh, was, On a personal note, I've never been more insulted than I was by Canada Soccer's own president, Nick Bontis, last year as we met with him to discuss our concerns. I was tasked with outlining our compensation ask on behalf of the women's national team. The president of Canada Soccer, Nick Bontis, listened to what I had to say and then later referred back to it as, quote, What was it Christine was bitching about earlier? This this here, that is unfortunately, like for lack of a better way of putting it, is a perfect encapsulation of how uh, disrespected the Canadian women's national team has been. And quite frankly, uh, I know we talked about it in the last podcast, uh, a former podcast rather, um, that the U.S. women's national team recently saw a positive... Um, end result in terms of equitable pay and hopefully the Canadian women's national team will see the same but the fact that someone that was in leadership said this to it said this period rather is mind-blowing to me yeah yeah I don't even have anything else to say it's just like I read that and I was like are you fucking kidding me I understand the men's team like if you want to look at it and say oh they bring in more people but do they but they also suck my like question, not not recently. That's what. That's my question. Yeah, I don't I, think they do. See, I actually have not looked at that. I know the men's have not. But won a you know, World it's the Cup same same old rhetoric medal. that people say when yes, you're talking about women's sports versus men's sports. Oh, they bring in more yeah. people. They bring in more money. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I would challenge Maybe anyone so, to but look that doesn't into mean this. That the pay shouldn't be equitable. I, it should be 100. percent It should be. Mm-hmm. And I think that the women should actually get a little bit more. If I go back and I look at it myself personally i have watched far more women's canada soccer games than i have of men it's because they've had far more success yes yeah they have been outside of the last world cup run the men's team has done fuck all since like they They did fuck all in the world cup so basically this is a world cup run yeah (laughs) like they showed up didn't win a game yeah um the women have won things they've won a bronze at the olympics they've got a gold at the Olympics. At the Olympics. They've competed in almost every single World Cup for the last, I don't fucking know, forever? They haven't did They, they did something they, more than they the... won a Women's World Cup? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't I believe so. I can't think so, no. I, think I don't believe so. No. I think they finished second before. Yeah. But they have been so competitive. Stupid. They finished top three on multiple occasions. They have been competitive at every which turn. I cannot say yeah. the same thing for the men. Nope. And I, mean, I think that the women have been carrying this federation for the last 30 years. 30 years. Seeing pennies on the dollar. Which is and yet seeing next to nothing. Yeah. It's so, bullshit. Hopefully it changes, but 
Yeah, I, I, we'll see what happens because they're going to bring in a new president, obviously, and <laughs> frankly, it should be yeah. Christine Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. Like, if they were, yeah, I'm, I if was. If they were funded. smart, but anyone who puts someone in a position of power that says, "What was Christine bitching about earlier?" Right. I yeah. do, I do like there are find they have a lack of foresight or you know, general common sense. Unfortunately, the people that are probably responsible for appointing a new president are probably a bunch of old white men still. Yeah. Yes, so. almost certainly. Well, yeah, yeah that's yeah, uh, that, that was infuriating, and uh, I think the three of us definitely back the women's program. In I think you'd have to be pretty ignorant not to, to be honest. For equitable pay. In this and day and age, it doesn't matter who's bringing more gate receipts. It, do, it do, that shit doesn't matter. No, that's why you no. have these kinds of federations, yeah. right? It's not about, like, oh, they bring in 82% of the fans. I mean, this is just a number I'm throwing out there. Yeah. I'm not saying this is what Canada soccer does. They deserve 82% of the pay. That's not how that works. No. no. You're trying to grow the game. It doesn't matter about if, uh, gender, period. You're trying to grow the game. It doesn't matter on what side of the ball. Yeah. And I'm of the mindset that if you wanted to pay more to the ones that bring more eyes to your game, to your federation... If you go back and look, the women have drawn more. Yeah. yeah. The men have been getting shit kicked for years until the last little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was another quote in that lead up, and this is not from uh, Christine Sinclair. I believe it was from uh, Janine Becky. Uh, yeah. She said that they were not successful because of the Federation. They were actually successful. In spite of it. In spite of it. Yeah. They had no resources. They've had no help with development. And somehow they've won all of these things. And they've been competitive. The women like, for Canada if, play with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, if the, if the men's program did, had no support whatsoever, I don't think they would have won a single game in the last, like, probably, like, three decades. Yep. So, and they barely have, even with all the support. Equitable pay is the least they could do for... Yep. Um, Definitely. A program that has been carrying the federation. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that's that's my thought yep. on that. Um, men are stupid. Men are stupid. Yeah, we kind of suck. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, yeah. Um, a real brief break from sports for a second there. Let's do some yeasties. Well, you finished your pint, so I did yeah, finish first. my pint. Um, yeah. you know what? It was a nice. A nice Czech dark lager it grew on me towards the end. Check it dark. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. It's would, fine, yeah. I'd give it a seven. A clean seven on a, on a yeasty huh. scale. Yeah, so in a lot of ways, and this is not a slight on them whatsoever, it's just, it tastes like a, a P49 beer to me. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's because it is. Yeah, exactly. They have, they have a house character. It's like, it's always clean. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no off flavors. But there's also nothing that just like pops out at me. Like, I get a little bit of roast, a little bit of like chocolate, maybe, like yeah. dark, like dark chocolate. Yeah. That kind of like, I wouldn't say burnt, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. almost, almost astringent, like chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, borderline burnt. Yes, borderline. Uh, yeah, I'd say six point five. It's fine. Like, if someone gave me a pint of this, like you did, I drink it. It's good, but I'm not gonna go looking for it. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, if we haven't really discussed what our yeasty scale means, but if a five is average, 
It's all objective. I know. Like, we all... But, like, is a five... Yes. (laughs) Thank you. You are right. Like, a five... If if we usually go zero to ten. Yeah. So, a five would be an average beer. Correct. See, I go... (laughs) Throw a wrench in here. I'm sure you are. I go off of the American grading scale. Which would... Oh. So, a six would be, like, a D minus. 65 would be a D. A 69. (laughs) So, so anything below... 70 to 79 is the C range, an 80 to an 89 is the B range, and a 90 up is an A. Okay, so I go Any, a little bit different. Anything below, so by your measure, then any, anything, anything below, below a, 60 a is an F? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, that's not how I'm grading this. Like, there's, oh, there, I, there's things about that beer. If it's like a 5.9 or lower, there's things about that beer that's seriously off. I would not buy it again or drink it again. So, my, my scale is a bit different from that. It's, it's, Canadian, so five is fifty percent. It's it's your bare minimum, C minus. So for me, a five is wait fifty percent is a C minus, isn't it? No, that'd be a D. We don't have D's in Canada. No, we don't have C's either. Yeah, we do. We don't have the grading. We don't have the A B C D. Did they get rid of that? I've been out of the school district for so long. I've always just gotten percentages. We we would always get letters. And let me tell you, I C minus is my my niche. I've never, <laughs> I've never gotten a letter grade in my life. Anyway, so five for me is right in the middle, fifty percent. So I go if I can finish that beer, it's at bare minimum a five. A six is okay. Well, that's better than average. It's not the best thing ever. And then seven is like okay. Well, see the the problem with this scale is it's actually good we're talking about this. The problem with this scale is that there's a there can there's a lot of uh, gray area. There's a lot of gray area between zero and five because, like, I think between five and ten, there's a lot of different levels that we can think of. That's like, in terms of like the goodness of it. But between by that logic and even by Nick's logic, five or six and under, yeah, is like, what's even the point of rating it below five? Because like you could by that it kind of sounds like a one and a four is basically the same. Which like not necessarily like a six and a nine. I think every not. every point for me, so like from five point nine to four point nine is like tenfold worse. Yeah. So like we, that beer is ten times as bad as a beer that was five point nine. So let's bring 9. it back to wow. a couple episodes ago where in you gave opinion. our cold IPA I think a, a zero? one. A one out of ten. Yes, that so you one had one serious time. off flavors in it, though. So from one, well, like, what's the difference between? I gave it a four point five, and that was only because of its ABV range. Because I so wanted to be the, nice. The one, like the one was, you didn't even finish that beer. I no. spilled half of it actually. So two would have been God. you finished a little bit more. Three was like okay, like it's getting towards like I could drink a bit of like a whole pint, and then so on and so forth. Mm. You went straight. I can't fucking finish this even after Nick spilled it. Yeah, see, I don't grade, I don't think about it at all in terms of finishing it. Oh, my big thing is finishing it. Because if I can't finish a beer, there's something fucking wrong with it. And I've only never not finished, I think, maybe a handful of beers. And one of them was from. There's one beer at Women's Day that I couldn't even get a sip down of. I stuck to five ounces for everything because I could at least just take a shot of it and call it a day. Yeah, I took one sip of a five ounce and that was that. (laughs) I still need to try that one. Um, Well,. I was going to give this beer like a 5.4. Like it's slightly above average. And that's fair. I, it's like, 
it's all those things that's good. I'm going to finish my glass, but like would never seek it out. And I think we've had a Czech dark lager on this podcast before, and it was, this is not nearly as good. Who was that one from? Was it the Alaskan? No, the Alaskan uh, one was the smoked one. Nick's got a running yeah. list. So... I thought we had a dark... We have a dark yeah. lager or me, a dark Give me checking. a couple seconds here. I'm just going to run through our... We are 30 episodes in, so we've had a lot of beers Check on this. Dark oh, it was the A-Frame. That was Which a dark yeah, last one. Don't have A-Frame either. Yeah. I liked that one significantly. I don't remember. Oh, I do as well. I don't remember what I gave it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that one was substantially I was going by like five... For me, obviously, we can all rate them differently. We're all yeah. individual people. Just because we, we all like IPAs doesn't mean we all like other <laughs> beers the same as um, well. But yeah, like thinking as five is my benchmark for an average beer, an average for me is like I can finish it, but will I? Will I buy it again? That's a big one for me. Is like if I have a beer here and we go to a place and it's like, oh yeah, we've had this beer in the pockets. Would yeah. I buy a pint of it? And I would never buy a pint of this and go See buy it again. Uh, if there was no other Good. options, I, w- I would, like if there's no yeah, other options that I cared that's for. True. Maybe not never, but yes. like I wouldn't seek it. Yeah. No, I get what you're yeah, saying. I do see what you're saying though. But yeah, like, I don't know. I, I feel like, once again, like if you're a 5.9 or lower, uh, it's either just a really, really, and this is obviously me coming at it from like a beer nerd and someone who produces this fucking product for a living. They're oh, also yeah. not a good representation of that style or they're serious off flavors. What I will say is when we first cracked it, it was very metallic to me and tasted like it's been in the can for a lot longer. But as it's kind of warmed up and I've drank it more, it has gotten better. Yeah. I agree. It I was going to be in the fours when I first drank. Yeah, it's so that's why we give it time. It's as the kids say, mid. <laughs> Holy crap! Um, you're, you're welcome, folks. Yeah. Good chat. How could I ever make something sound so cool? All right. Shout out to we, Beach Cat Brewing for starting to follow us on Instagram. That's cool. They have a Beach hot, Cat. I hot love hot. the name of that. I follow them on Instagram. Kind of like cow dog. Yeah, shout out to Cowdog too. They're um, they are, folks. They're they're plain preliminary, their preliminary cans look good. Is that a beef burrito taco? That is a burrito taco. Holy fuck. I don't even know what this is, but beef, yeah. you want it in your mouth, is what you want. Um before we wrap up here, I want Nick to go on a rant about Manchester United. Because they went from winning a league cup to getting is it you've been a man U fan your whole life, right? Uh, a good chunk of it. I wouldn't say my whole life. Where would this uh, seven nothing loss rank in terms of most humiliating losses in the club? Uh, so ironically enough, I feel like you're expecting me to get on my soapbox and preach to the masses, but I actually, I'm not actually, uh, not overly surprised by this loss or even that upset about it. I'm more so uh, just looking for the wild because looking for the difference between winning a league cup and then your next game showing up like that. Yeah. So I speak I of think, that as I think the I... Flames lose to the fucking Anaheim Ducks right Let's now. Let's go hey, Ducks. That's all right because that means Columbus is one step closer to hopefully winning the lottery. Um, Holy fuck. I yeah, Manchester United. Sense. So I will say this. As of recording, they went and they lost to Liverpool after winning the league cup. 
Uh, which is like, you know, it's a good trophy to win. It's not going to like make your club any better. It's kind of lost, lost its luster from years past. Uh, but it is still a trophy, so that's nice. Losing to Liverpool 7-0 is, you know, pretty humiliating. Uh, what I will say, though, is they were on such a good run of games in terms of performances and wins that you could feel that the confidence they were developing was bordering arrogance. So I do think that this is, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, a very good humbling experience. Like, don't get too full of yourselves because this will happen again. Um, outside of that, they did then go and play uh, Real Batiste of uh, La Liga, the Spanish League, uh, in the Europa League and beat them 4-1 at Old Trafford. So uh, I think they took the message that the manager, Eric Ten Hag, is saying, uh, yes, we were tired. Yes, we were unorganized. So that's, that is another thing that I forgot to mention is they had a, a, a lot of games in that run-in leading up to Liverpool. So they were tired, but that's not an excuse. They're professional athletes. They have enough depth that they should be able to deal with that and enough money for that matter. Um, so that doesn't excuse it. But it's a good humbling experience, and I think it's something that they're going to take a good lesson from. And Silver Lining says, I think it's going to make them stronger. So, all in all, it's something to forget. Okay. So, I, th right. I think they'll finish I second or third. Terms. Second or third in the league. They won't win the league title for sure. I think Arsenal is going to win the league actually this year. So, what's the difference between the league title that they won, the F FA Cup? They won the League Cup. So, the League Cup. And the FA Cup are two different things. The League, the League <laughs> Cup, uh, essentially, the first couple rounds. So uh, confusing. Correct me if I'm wrong here, people that are listening out there. We will not correct you. Uh, I, know you I, know, I know you two. I know you two won't. But the first three rounds essentially includes teams outside of the top four teams of the football pyramid in England. So essentially, the Premier League, the championship is Division Two, And then you have League One and League Two, which are three and four. And then you have, uh, for those of you who watch uh, We Are Wrexham, mm. uh, you have the National League, which is the fifth tier. So and that's outside to. of the Football League. So Yes, they did lose. Uh, so essentially the, the difference between those two is you don't get money from the Football League, which is big. Like ad revenue, gate fees, support from the Football League in terms of finances, all that jazz. And that's that little hump that Wrexham's trying to get over? Essentially, into yes. That. It's mm -hmm. very difficult to get into the Football League, but once you're in there, the money is astronomical in comparison to National League. So, essentially, the first three rounds of the League Cup includes teams outside of the Football League. If they can make it through that, they can, make, they can play teams from the Premier League, they can play teams from the Championship, which also is a financial windfall because... Those teams will bring in a lot of supporters to their games because they'll play at their these non-league stadiums, mm -hmm. which is a ton of money for them. And like they could possibly get on TV and get money that way as well. Uh, the FA Cup only includes the top four divisions. So League Two, League One, the Championship, and the Premier League. So that's the difference between, between these two. So the League Cup, it's important. It's definitely important to these smaller clubs. It's not nearly as important to clubs like Manchester United. Still, still a trophy, but it's like uh, for college basketball fans out there, it's like winning the NIT. 
You guys don't know that either? All right, I'm speaking just American. Foreign. I'm speaking foreign. La- I just talked about football in the league division in England. Got nothing. And then I talk about American sports. And you wankers don't know nothing about it either. You're I talking about Madness. American yes. Madness. Mar- Mar- so March Madness. Madness. Okay, March Madness is the main tournament. The NIT is all the teams, like the next like 32 to 48 what? teams. National, uh, international. In, in, invitational in- tournament. Which is essentially like the next 32 to 48 teams. I can't remember how big that uh, division is. Outside of March Madness, that didn't make it. Oh, I don't play for the win of that. I only follow. So the no teams. one cares about them. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. I mean, it's still very good competition. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I said, you win it, it's not gonna like it's Do not gonna you get bring. Get to re- make a bracket for the NIT. You can, yes. You can. You can make a bracket for anything. But sh- but should you? No. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. So um, speaking of March Madness, sorry, comparisons. Really. Next week, here. right? Next week. Are we doing a bracket? We have of to. Of course we, we are. We're going to do it. We're going to present our brackets live on the podcast. I don't even know if they're in it, but go blue. Uh, that's, how little, that's how little I've paid attention to college basketball. I love Syracuse, but so I, I think they're going to be in it. Okay. Well, was that this episode then? That was this episode. All um, praise to the dog pound. Uh, fuck back country. Fuck back country. Yeah, and uh, go support your women yes. all around, yeah. whether it's in the industry or Every women's day sports or women in your life. Just, just support your women. Just yes. give any woman a high five and say good job. Also, one more time. Don't be a bro, be a bra. Support your women. Oy, what man. he said. One more time for the people in the back. Fuck back country. Ugh. Mm. Volleyball.